Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is almost a crying shame to actually fade out of that piece of music, but I promise you I'm going to bring you more of that piece of music in a little while again. That is The Divine Ashling, composed by Cork's doctor, Declan Townsend. And it is, in fact, one of the pieces that's on the programme with the most glorious concert with the Cork Youth Orchestra coming to Cork's City Hall. And to chat about the concert and really a couple of very, very exciting events. I can't stop myself beaming, actually. How excited am I about this? I'm joined by the director, Tomás McCarthy, in studio. Also by Ashling Martin, um, Killian O'Cossig and Ellen O'Connell, who've all been in studio before chatting about the Cork Youth Orchestra, the joint direct, uh, leaders of the orchestra. And we're also joined in studio by Katrina Toomey of Cork Benny Dinners. I'm so delighted to welcome you all in, guys. We'll have a big chorus of good morning. 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 Oh my goodness, it's like answering the moon tour, isn't it? <laughs> First thing on Sunday. It's great to have you in. Tomás, swing the microphone around to yourself there because I'm going to start with you. Every time we talk about a Cork Youth Orchestra concert, and we've done it frequently, obviously, ahead of the Christmas concerts and things like that, it has been wonderful. But the Cork Youth Orchestra regularly go on tour. Um, and touring abroad has been something that you haven't been able to do since before COVID. There's a big tour of Italy coming up next month. That's the kind of farewell concert is what we're gearing up for. And the, the, the suspense and the excitement in the orchestra must be something else at the moment. It is. It's uh, palpable, palpable, is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, you know, we're five and a half years waiting for this. So we were first, first we'll gather savings over five years ago because it was meant to happen in 2020. And all gutted, of course. So uh, here we are. So it's, uh, we've, we've kept it going and uh, the largest ever orchestra that we've taken there is over 142, 143 players. What? Uh, yeah, it's ginormous, you know. The logistics of doing that. I mean, yeah. I know in ahead of Christmas concerts and things like that, obviously, um, the orchestra would do sort of um, a pre-Christmas concert or an early Christmas concert, we'll say in Killarney is one of the things. And even just taking the entire orchestra to Kerry involves a feat of uh, logistics and organisation. What? How kind of <laughs> do you get your head around planning to take that number of musicians abroad? How do we do it? And instruments. Well, we do it with, a, with an incredible team. Uh, of, of 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 committee members, and uh, I might mention my two managers, uh, Ro- Rose and Dermot. And uh, uh, Dermot has done incredible admin work, and it's just on a daily basis. So uh, we wouldn't be there for, except for the talents and abilities of our parent network. You know, it's voluntary, 
so that's that's why we're there and it's a it's 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 a, a mountain of work every day but it's uh we're going to a very organized festival uh we're going to a, a fabulous hotel we've got three fantastic venues you know volterra and montecatini and florence and playing in the open air at nine o'clock at night there's nothing you can't create memories like this you know i got yes. a chance at this yeah. when i was about 20 played in rome with the national youth orchestra and uh, i have great memories to this day just playing in the heat you know to the appreciative audience and the last time we played in Florence we played to about three and a half four thousand people open air I've by seen the Medici Palace it's I just, remember actually seeing footage yeah. uh, of that from that people had recorded on their phones uh, the nighttime atmosphere was just mm-hmm. magical yeah magical and when was that actually that was 2016 wow okay so it is this this tour and this trip time, it's our fifth time going yeah it has been a while a yeah. while coming like do you actually have to charter a plane and do all sorts of things for this we kind have of thing? a complete plane plus extras going on other flights <gasps> incredible yeah <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to come to our three orchestral musicians, to Ashling and to Killian and to Ellen. Um, because, like, you know, playing in an orchestra, we've talked about this before, the feedback and the joy and the fulfilment that there is in making music surrounded by all your, your friends. But, like, the rehearsal period coming up to this, when the disappointments of uh, COVID kind of knocked everything back so much, there must be the most incredible atmosphere now amongst the players of the orchestra, is there? Killian, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, yeah. obviously, um, as as you were saying, like we we couldn't go in 2020, and like I was devastated. Um, like when COVID started, we were like, ah, yeah, we'll still go. Like it'll it'll still happen, but then like it was growing worse and worse, and we were like, okay, might not happen. And then it was 2021, no, 22, no, yeah. and finally in 2023 we get to go. But like. A huge thanks has to go to like to Moss and all the committee. Like it's unbelievable that we're going, and like <laughs> I can't really believe it, to be honest. And I cannot wait to like perform. But like again, it'll like it'll probably be my last concerts in Italy. So that's going to be an unbelievable memory to end like my CYO experience. It's going to be great. And were you on the last tour in 2016? I wasn't. I joined the year after. Okay, so you see, this is the thing, isn't it, about being in a youth orchestra. Uh, there is a window within which you are a member and some things can happen and some things can't happen in that window. And for all of you to be able to have this tour uh, must be so exciting. Like Ashling, um, you know, you're, you're preparing the music and you've prepared the music and you've prepared the music. Um, but tell me about the other kind of preparations that are involved. Um, I suppose we're going to pack our insect repellent and substream. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is what it comes down to, isn't it? You can't be like yeah, getting alive I suppose outdoors. we're not used to the uh, Italian heat. Like we're so excited to play there, and you know we have to account for things like humidifiers for the wooden instruments. Um, but like there's an amazing team that goes behind all of that, and like you know the excitement with you know um, our friends and like you know what we want to see when we go to Italy and what we want to do, and even you know like beyond rehearsing just the music kind of the the sort of performance that we want to give you know and like we want to show you know everyone in Italy you know what Irish music is and you know how an amazing an orchestra we are and it's just we're delighted like we can't wait to do it because the program of music is called Reflections of Ireland and it is music that has a very um Irish flavor and it is a fantastic representation of Ireland so tell me a little bit about um your favorite piece on the program <laughs> I would Pick be a little, I would Pick be a one. bit biased saying um Ashling by Declan Townsend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um I do adore the piece like I think it's quite majestic. It has 
gorgeous slow beginning and then it gets um it has this very um folk like joyful um trad bit in the center and the whole orchestra joins in and um the percussion section are kind of just adding kind of sparkles here and there and i just think it's such a fantastic piece to play so i'm really happy we're playing it it is stunning it is stunning and uh, he was on the show a few years ago talking to us about that particular piece and uh, the various inspirations for it and it, it is fantastic ellen if i throw the mic over to you then you'll tell us about another piece that's on the program um personally my favorite would have to be the irish suite okay so it's yeah. six movements of um like pieces which have our traditional Irish pieces arranged for the orchestra and it opens with um, the Irish washerwoman and it's just phenomenal. It's, a, it's like a, a jump start really to the, the programme and I absolutely love it. It's like playing it with the orchestra, everyone like gets excited to play it, everyone's looking forward to rehearsing it. The programme I think this year, like it's just everyone, everyone is looking forward to playing it, especially for the Italians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say you won't know what hit them, <laughs> I reckon. But it's not just uh, that they won't know what hit them, it's a fantastic selection of music and the thing is, you know, to actually celebrate it on the stage of City Hall before you go in this big celebration farewell, good luck kind of concert is going to be so, so exciting. We'll come back to Tomas for some of the details of that in a minute but I know um, as well there uh, Ashling, you were talking about humidifiers for um, the wooden instruments and I suppose Ellen, people who are listening to this some people will know what that is, some people won't have a have a clue. Does anyone want to describe to listeners what has to be done so that the violins and the cellos and the violas and that sort of thing actually stay intact in the heat? Yeah, um, well, a lot of our instruments are wooden and they'd be quite old. They wouldn't be from the 21st century even. And um, Ireland would be quite humid, especially Cork. Uh, so your instrument gets um, used to a certain kind of climate and temperatures. But when we go to Italy, it would be a complete difference. Um, and the air would be quite dry and would be very hot and we'll be performing outdoors. So it's very important that we look after our instruments. And so um, humidifiers, um, they come in different shapes and sizes. But like uh, me, I have um, kind of a box and it's just like kind of a sponge on the inside. And it just keeps, it maintains a level of moisture um, in your instrument or in your case. And it will just, you know, prevent instruments being broken and tears being shed. Yeah, and things happening in the middle of a concert. Tomas, were you on that tour to Spain where we were, was it Segundo? Yeah. And there was like, um, yeah, yeah, bridges and all sorts of stuff popping off in the heat and uh, instruments being passed up from the yeah. back desks to the front desks. <laughs> know, because to, to relate to Ashley's story, yeah. there was one, there was one. Instru- one, one, one string instrumentalist who uh, didn't heed the advice and made their own dampet a dehumidifier and they they put a sponge in a plastic bag perforated <laughs> and when they took the viola out of the case oh it God. was bent up oh so luckily I, I had worked with a lot of I taught the violin to a lot of violin makers in my time and you know I knew quite a bit about this and my brother was a bit of gaffer driver. tape Tomas bit of gaffer we tape a, <laughs> we had the right glue and had it fixed but you know it's it's, it's water based <laughs> glue so you know you have to maintain you have to maintain your instrument outside so we'll give them specific instructions and they'll they'll get it right you know now, this particular concert in Cork City Hall, we want to give people the details of that concert right yeah. now. So, people can book the tickets online or they can buy the tickets in person. Who's going to do the kind of logistics for the concert? It, well, first of all, can I just mention Shane Keating, our fabulous uh, Ilan Piper, because the, the, one of the main pieces of the concert is the Brendan Voyage, the iconic Brendan Voyage. And this is the main piece that that foreigners uh, just crane and their, neck, their necks and their heads to see what is that, what's making that sound, and they see this person playing with so many fingers, elbows and knees and everything's going and it's just all encompassing, you know, but uh, taking the Brendan Voyage away is the, the mainstay of the concert, you know, With, and Shane Keating is from Middleton and he's a primary school teacher in Killa, 
So uh, shout out to, to Shane. <laughs> and, uh, and then the biggest focus for us here is that this is all in aid of Cork Penny Dinners. So we're so fortunate to be going. Everyone is so fortunate to be going. And we have to give back. You know, it's a very important lesson for all of us, particularly the young members coming up. And uh, with that in mind, we're doing this concert completely in aid of Cork Penny Dinners. And I've been only met Katrina uh, a few weeks ago, and she's the most inspiring person, just a great person to chat with. And uh, Cork is lucky to have such a lady, you know. Well, I'm going to go back to its most for concerts, booking details and stuff like that. But Katrina Toomey from Cork Penny Dinners, I'm so delighted that you are actually here with us in the studio this morning. So hello to you. It's lovely Hi. to see you in. And you know, Sunday morning is our favourite morning over in Penny Dinners. It's the one morning where we can hum, sing, whistle, whatever, but everybody does it because everybody loves your show. So it is an honour for me to be here. Well, Katrina, thanks a million. It's great to see you. Now, I mean... There is such a tremendous love for Cork Penny Dinners in Cork. Yes. So many fantastic organisations are brilliant for doing fundraising. But the message you always have, every time I hear you talking, is, you know, that is the lifeline for. So, like, one front fundraiser does not Penny Dinners make. So, the, the money and that sort of thing that keeps coming in from big events like this are so vital. So, how is the situation at the moment? The situation is grim at the minute. You know, we have 1,500 plus dinners every day. And that means we have 1,500 plus survival bags, which is a bag that people take with them, you know, and they can have into the night where there are sandwiches, water, fruit, juice, biscuits, crisps, everything, just to make sure that they don't go hungry through the night either. And um, whether they're on the street or whether they're at home. So people come down at 9 a.m. in the morning for a dinner, and that's a four-course dinner. So they come down at 9 a.m., they have their dinner, and they have a survival bag which is more food to continue, you know. So in other words, they get 24 hours worth of food from Penny Dinners and we prepare that fresh every day in Penny Dinners. Chef goes in half five, six o'clock, half six and um, they just walk away inside and, and we're ready to open the doors at nine and people will eat their dinner at nine, which is, I suppose, a sign that people need it that badly. I recognise my privilege I recognise my good fortune. I give thanks every single day and I really make a huge effort to practice gratitude and to recognise the incredible fortune that I have in my life. And I think a lot of people listening this morning would feel very similarly to that. You know, we make complaints in our lives about small things and you, you hear about somebody who is in such bad need that they actually need their dinner first thing in the morning because mm -hmm. that's what they'd... Or that you actually have something that's called a survival bag. In Cork is... It's wrong, like, you it, know. It is yeah. very wrong. And we keep saying that and we keep saying people shouldn't be in this position. Years ago in Penny Dinners, it was just men who were maybe fond of the drink or did a bit of gambling. But now it's we have children and um, women, so many women coming, so many families coming. And that's very sad for us to see as well, for me as a mother and a grandmother to see that. And we do our best to help them in every way we can. And, you know, we have long, hard, wet, cold winters here in Ireland. And um, it's great that there's a bit of fine weather now so that people don't feel the cold. Yeah. But like the, the the cold weather will be back soon. Or rain. They'll be back to that normality. But yeah. And that hurts. Yeah. And every year we lose more and more and more because of the harsh weather conditions and the fact that they haven't been housed. 
that's why stuff like this is so so important. And I know the Cork Youth Orchestra is something, um, a body, I guess, in Cork, the Moss, that really deserves the recognition for the give back ethos that you have. Not just are you giving back musically to generation after generation of musicians that are coming through, but through, for example, Trees for Change, you, were, you know, took climate action and that sort of thing on the chin. Um, you have done the fundraising for this concert so far ahead in a way that it is just a joyful and really honourable and wonderful thing that you were making the proceeds of this concert. Now, now that they don't specifically need to fundraise for Italy, you are giving back to Cork again through giving back to Penny Dinners. Please give people the dates. This is on the 30th of June. Next Friday week, 30th of June, City Hall, 8pm, tickets.ie. Or from orchestra members, there are still some tickets available. We're doing quite well, but let's, if we sell every ticket, you know where it's going. It's going straight <gasps> to Penny Tenors. Let's get people in Cork to uh, buy their tickets and spread the word. And make sure you follow the Cork Youth Orchestra on all their social media channels. Make sure the 30th of June, that nothing else is in your calendar except Cork City Hall for this amazing, amazing celebration. Guys, thank you all so much for coming in this morning. I wish you all the very best of luck with the concert and with the tour you were going to represent Ireland and make the biggest biggest impression in Italy I have absolutely no doubt thank you all so much thanks thank you. you